the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. There's a battle going on for the souls of men. The taste of war is ever dear. But I am safe within the arms of God's dear bride. She is the keeper of my soul. She is the church of Christ. I'll not Ladies and gentlemen, Rick Breidenbaugh of the Gospel Defender Ministries. The message that you are about to hear will encourage and equip all who have ears to hear to be Christians, clothed with the armor of a Gospel Defender. Ladies and gentlemen, is there a doctor in the house? In giving instructions to the Church of Christ and Corinth respecting the proper observance of the Lord's Supper, the Apostle Paul wrote, Therefore, whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this reason many are weak and sick among you, and many sleep. Luke is called the beloved physician in Colossians 4, verse 14, but here is an instance where the Apostle Paul was also a doctor. He diagnosed the deadly sickness contaminating the Corinthian Christians as a result of their corruption of the Lord's Supper. Many today are sick because of the same reason. They corrupt the Lord's Supper by failing to observe it on a frequent basis, at least not as frequently as in the age of the apostles, as indicated in the scriptures. On the first day of every week, it may come as a surprise to you when I tell you that like Paul and Luke, I too am a physician, a doctor, in this age of specialization, I too have had to choose a specialty 
and have chosen to specialize in diagnosing deadly sicknesses, deadly spiritual diseases. Several years ago, I graduated from the Jerusalem University of Medicine, where I picked up a couple of degrees. I received the DDS degree. The DDS degree is a very important degree to have if you are wanting to practice as a doctor of GM. Now the DDS degree is not a doctor of dental surgery, and the practice of GM is not the practice of general medicine. The DDS degree that the Jerusalem University of Medicine issues is the Diagnosing Deadly Sicknesses degree, and you can receive it only after becoming a doctor in GM, God's Ministry. The particular year I studied and received my two degrees, my class had an excellent instructor. In fact, he was, and he is, second to none. He was the GP. No, no, not a general practitioner, but the great physician. Each time he entered the room, my classmates and I would stand and sing, The great physician now is near, the sympathizing Jesus. He speaks the drooping heart to cheer, oh, hear the voice of Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, the Jerusalem University of Medicine does not give to its doctors a little black bag full of different paraphernalia, but it gives each doctor a little black book to help the doctor diagnose the deadly sicknesses that afflict his patients. Along with the little black book, you are given one scalpel with which to do surgery. That one scalpel is all you will ever need if you are a graduate of the Jerusalem University of Medicine because that scalpel is sharper than any two-edged sword. If you would like to come into my examination room and watch me put into practice the things I learned in order to get my DDS degree as a GM from the GP, come on in and watch me operate. Here comes my first patient now. Confidentially, between you and me, he looks awful. Look at him scratch himself. He seems to be scratching only one part of his anatomy, his ears. Let me see here. Give me my little black book and my scalpel, and let me see if I can find what is the cause of his problem. Let's see. I've made the incision, and, uh, hmm, yes, yes. Ear, earache, ear infection, ear inflammation, ear irritation, ear itch. Ah, oh, there it is, ear itch. The book says it is a subspecies of the itch, sometimes lasting for as long as seven years and sometimes lasting all of the patient's life before it does him in. The book says that when a patient is afflicted with this deadly sickness, he will oftentimes try to find some quack preacher or a, or a doctor 
who will scratch their ears for them. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers. Just look at that ear. What an ugly sight to behold. Someone has been scratching that thing for a mighty long time. My patient needs some medicine fast, or he's going to die, or at least his ears are going to drop off his head, right here in my examination room. My little black book says the only cure for this deadly sickness of ear itch is to cut out the itch with my scalpel that is sharper than any two-edged sword. Preach the word, be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and teaching. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers. Those who are so unfortunate to be afflicted with this deadly disease have no recourse except to go under the knife if they are to be cured. Is there a doctor in the house, in the house of God, who will help these sick and dying people? If you are a doctor who has studied from the same little black book I have, when your patients have the itch or hear some quack, say that God understands when they put a sporting event, a family activity, a television program, or whatever and anything soever before the assembly of God's family, put them under the knife and administer a shot of Hebrews 10, verse 25. Not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much the more, as you see the day approaching. Doctors, your patients won't want to receive that shot of medicine, but if he ever hopes to be cured of the deadly sickness of unfaithfulness, you have no recourse except to give him a big, big shot of this medicine. He will probably require many, many booster shots of the same stuff, but remember, he needs it. It's for his own good. And as you stick him with it, be sure to tell him that it hurts you more than him. His disease may have progressed so far that in addition to the shot, he will need a gospel pill. Personally, I like to prescribe the Matthew 6.33 gospel pill. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Don't be surprised if one pill does not cure a bad case of the ear itch. After all, most patients have been quack doctor hopping for years, hopping about seeking whom can scratch the best. Of course, there may be many other reasons for your patient suffering from ear itch. I've had time to mention only one, unfaithfulness. Is there a doctor in the house, in the house of God, who will help these sick and dying people? Here comes my second patient. Look at him. 
His ears seem to be all right, but he seems to be having problems with his breathing. Looked like he is having problems with his chest. Give me my scalpel for a minute, and let me make an incision deep down into his chest cavity, deep down all the way to his heart. Hmm. Come here and look at this heart. What an ugly sight to behold. It has almost stopped beating. Life has almost left it. It's struggling for survival. Quick, give me my little black book. Let's see. Cardiac. Cardiac, cardiac. Cardiac arrest. Yes, there's the problem. Cardiac arrest. His cardiac is taking a rest. A rest from living the Christian life. Why, it's no wonder this man looks so sick. This man's cardiac is taking a rest from doing the good and perfect will of the great physician. Is there a doctor in the house? In the house of God who will help these sick and dying people? No wonder this man's cardiac is struggling for survival. Somehow it has become entangled with so many thorns that it is being choked to death with the cares and riches and pleasures of this life. Give me my scalpel, that's sharper than any two-edged sword, and let me hack away at this cardiac for a while. Ladies and gentlemen, some have cardiacs resting to such a point that only a shock treatment will save them from dying. And one of the biggest shocks that some cardiacs could possibly receive is to be massaged regularly with the Word of God, big heaping doses of the Word of God. The only cure for a resting cardiac is to give it such chunks of the Word of God that it is immersed in the Word. The cardiac that is taking a rest must have a cardiac specialist who will prescribe daily Bible readings and study. There is no other cure for a cardiac that is resting from God's will and work. Plug in the Matthew 24, 13 electrode and stand back. Now give it to him before he dies. He who endures to the end shall be saved. Plug in the Galatians 6, 9 electrode and stand back. Now give it to him before he dies. And let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Before this resting cardiac has the big one, plug in the big one, the big, big electrode of 1 Corinthians 15, verse 58. Now give it to him before he dies. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Ladies and gentlemen, the only cure for a resting cardiac is to electrify it with heaping electrodes of the Word of God. If there is not a doctor in the house to electrify it with the Word of God, there is a devil in hell who will gladly fry it. The doctrine, the doctrine, the doctrine of God's Word is able to cure a rusting cardiac. Heaping electrodes of the Word of God will work wonders for many an ailing church member with a resting cardiac. 
Is there a doctor in the house, in the house of God, who will help these sick and dying church members with cardiacs, arresting, arresting from soul winning, from teaching, from Bible study, from prayer, from attending the assemblies, from giving their tithes and offerings, from attending church fellowships, arresting from anything and everything that once they took an active interest in. The great physician said the mind who will not invest his talents into the, into the work of God's kingdom is unprofitable and unfit to receive eternal life. Is there a doctor in the house, in the house of God, who will help these sick and dying patients? And now, ladies and gentlemen, here comes my third patient. As I look at him, I can detect his deadly sickness from afar off. Having been in the medical profession for as long as I have, I can spot it with no difficulty at all, especially when I see the environment in which this patient has been living. They always come from a polluted environment. It is a denominational environment which has polluted the water. The deadly disease is hydrophobia, spiritual hydrophobia, an ungodly fear of water. A deadly fear of water. This is perhaps the deadliest denominational disease of all. Some have such a fear of water. They suffer from spiritual hydrophobia so badly that they would rather go to hell than to go to the waters of baptism and be immersed into the death of the great physician for the remission of their sins. And so that's what they do. Go to hell instead of going to the waters of baptism. Some are so afflicted by this sickness that even the mere mention of water is enough to send them into uh, hydroconvulsions. Others, not quite as afflicted as others, can hear of it, but when led to the water's edge, they throw a hydrofit. It is nothing new. It is a sickness that has been around for a long, long time. With some, it will always be there. And so we might call it an incurable disease as far as some persons are concerned. The Pharisees and lawyers of Jesus' day were afflicted with it. The little black book says, And when all the people heard him, even the tax collectors justified God having been baptized with the baptism of John. But the Pharisees and lawyers rejected the will of God for themselves, having not been baptized by him. Ladies and gentlemen, the closer one gets to the great physician, the less he will be afflicted with this dreaded, deadly sickness. And what a dreaded sickness it is. Unless cured, the only prognosis for the patient is death, eternal death. You see, those afflicted with spiritual hydrophobia, fear of the waters of immersion, have no hope of heaven because the little black book teaches that unless one is immersed in water, there can be no remission of sins. What an ugly disease this is. Spiritual hydrophobia.
So quick, give me my scalpel, sharper than any two-edged sword, and let me operate by prescribing some good medicine for those of you who are afflicted with this deadly sickness. Here, let me inject some of Acts 238 into your bloodstream going to your heart. Let every one of you repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Here is an Acts 22, verse 16, Gospel. Arise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling on the name of the Lord. Let me hook up the first Peter 321 electrode to your brain. The like figure, whereunto even baptism does now also save us. Heartburn, rope burn, sunburn, you name it. These all fall into insignificance in comparison to hell burn, the consequence of dying with a terminal case of spiritual hydrophobia. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let me be quick to point out that a few drops of water is not enough. If that is all you can take, you too suffer from chronic spiritual hydrophobia. Standing under the shower is not the same as taking a tub bath, and being sprinkled is not the same as being immersed. You either go all the way under here for the Lord or when they put you all the way under at the end of your life, you will suffer eternal hell burn. Think about it. In this little black book that I hold in my hand, the great physician has told us of the cure for hell burn. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. What a simple prescription to follow. Go ahead, open your mouth wide, and take a big swallow of soul salvation formula, Mark 16, 16. It doesn't taste that bad. Someone has told you that it does, but it doesn't. It won't hurt you. It will save you. Is there a doctor in the house, in the house of God, who will help these sick and dying people? Ladies and gentlemen, were we to have time, we would discuss several other deadly sicknesses that are diagnosed in the great physician's little black book. But the clock on the wall of my examination room says, my office hours have ended. There's a battle going on for the souls of men. The taste of war is ever dear. But I am safe within the arms of God's dear bride. She is the keeper of my soul. She is the church of Christ. I'll not Ladies and gentlemen, Rick Breidenbaugh speaking, and you have just heard another Gospel Defender Ministries radio broadcast 
brought to you by the gifts of Christians and Churches of Christ who help us to preach all of the word to all of the world. Remember, thus saith the Lord, he who believes and is baptized will be saved. So find someone today who will immerse you into Christ today before it is everlastingly too late. If you would like to receive a written transcript or an audio copy of today's message or be added to our mailing list for our bi-monthly Gospel Defender Journal, write to us today. All of these materials are free of charge with no obligation from you now or in the future. Our mailing address is Gospel Defender Ministries, Post Office Box, 575 Chillicothe C-H-I-L-L-I-C-O-T-H-E Chillicothe, Ohio 45601 You can also contact us to the World Wide Web at www.gospel-defender.org We need to hear from you as soon as possible so please Take the time to do it right now. And now until next time at this same time, our prayer is that you will be steadfastly set for the defense of the gospel. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.